When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, when I was a teenager, I was not really into Star Trek. I mean, I knew of it. I kind of liked it. I would go to the movies. You know, I saw those. Occasionally I watched the episodes. But I really wasn't, like, into it like I'm into it now. But I did know a few kids that were, like, really into Star Trek when I was in high school. But you were, Dan, weren't you? I was definitely, I would have been one of those kids, yes. I was very much into Star Trek at the time. And I think, like, a lot of teenagers at the time, kind of a closeted Star Trek fan because that wasn't cool, you know? So I remember as I got into later high school, I kind of was more open about it when I became more sure of kind of who I was as a person. But, yeah, like, middle school and early high school, I kept that under wraps because that was not cool. (laughs) Yeah, because I had friends that were really into comic books, into superheroes, and I kind of was too. I was more so in middle school than I was in high school, but you're right. It wasn't the cool thing, but it seems that that is more cool now in high school or whatever to be in these kind of geeky fandoms. And so I just wonder what it's like right now in high school. So there's a person I met online. Her name is Carly on Twitter, and she's just graduated high school, and she's been a Star Trek fan for a long time. So I invited her here on the show so that we can find out from her what was it like to be in school to be a Star Trek fan growing up with Star Trek, how she got into it, how it even inspired her into going into college, uh, because that's what she's getting ready to do. So I thought it'd be a really fun opportunity to talk to someone and celebrate their interest in Star Trek at her age. Absolutely. I love this idea to kind of get that perspective because, you know, you and I, our kind of youth has passed a bit. You know, we don't really have our finger on the pulse of what the young people are thinking today. And boy, I just feel old just saying that sentence just now. So this (laughs) will be an interesting perspective. Yes. Well, welcome everyone to Positively Trek. I'm Bruce Gibson here with Dan Gunther. Dan, you seem to be chipper today and ready to do another show. Yeah, I'm always excited to do Positively Trek. It just, you know, we record these generally on in the morning on Saturdays, and it's just such a great way to start the weekend. <laughs> and, you know, I have a, a box arriving today from Amazon with the Star Trek Short Treks Blu-ray in it. And so I'm hoping that I get that here shortly after we record and I can start watching it. Very cool. Yeah, I got that over the last week. It's definitely worth picking up. There's pretty cool special features. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Plus, of course, seeing those Short Treks episodes in, you know, glorious HD, it looks pretty beautiful. So Yeah, because I was kind of on the fence about buying it because I thought, well, I 
I, you know, I've seen the short tracks several times. I still have CBS All Access, so I can watch them anytime. Why do I need to pay another like twenty dollars to watch these episodes that I can watch right now? And I thought that well, they would be in a better quality of HD, and and then I thought the special features. But are they enough? And it sounds like from what you're saying, there's enough there in special features that it may be worth getting it just for that. I think so personally. There's kind of a featurette on all but one of the episodes, like a little kind of documentary type short featurette thing. And then on two of the episodes, there are there is audio commentary. I kind of wish that was on more of the episodes other than just the episodes Run Away and Ask Not. What is there is really good. I really enjoyed the audio commentaries and the featurettes. I just kind of wish there was a bit more of it but I think for me, it was still worth it to get the Blu-ray. Yeah, because if you think about it, it wouldn't have taken that long for everyone to do a commentary because it'd only be like 10, 15 minutes of just talking. They're not that long. And like one of the commentaries is on the shortest episode, which was Ask Not. So, and that commentary, interestingly, is just Anson Mount by himself. <laughs> just kind of interesting. Now, was that awkward? Did he do a good job with that? I thought he did a great job. It, he sounded like he was a little bit awkward at the start. I don't know. I could be misreading that, but I think he did a great job. He was talking about getting into the character and having to reshoot that whole scene at like six weeks later. There's some interesting stories that go along with it. I won't spoil it all here but uh, it's definitely interesting to get some insight into how the shooting went and and various things that happened kind of thing really so they did reshoots six weeks later yeah yeah so the huh. a- the episode ask not basically the whole main scene of the episode which is most of the episode the two of them in that room uh they had to go back six weeks later and completely reshoot it again Oh, wow. Okay, so I am going to be interested to hear that part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, so I ordered it. I'm going to get it. And if anybody else is interested in getting it, just, you know, go online. And I bought mine at Amazon. I'm sure you can get anywhere that Blu-rays are sold. And for here in the United States, it was just under 20 bucks. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be worth it. I own the uh, season one, season two of Discovery on Blu-ray. So, More than likely, I'm probably going to get Picard on Blu-ray and everything else that just keeps coming out on Blu-ray, even though I subscribe to CBS All Access and have it there all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I have them all on Blu-ray and will probably continue to do so. Yeah, and just the other night, I watched New Eden on Discovery, uh, the commentary, which Anson Mountain's on there with Jonathan Frakes. So that was fun to listen to that because I hadn't listened to it until now. Yeah, it's funny because I have both both of the Discovery Blu-rays, but I haven't gone back to really check out the special features or the commentaries on there. So I, I think I'll have to do that at some point. So here's something else, though, found on TrekMovie.com. And it's about a fan who recreated the TNG bridge. And I mean, this guy is a carpenter. And with the whole COVID-19, he's stuck at home. So what, what better way to spend your time but to rebuild the bridge of an enterprise? Dan, are you working on your bridge right now as we speak? <laughs> I am not. I do not have those requisite skills, unfortunately. Uh, but this is very impressive, this video on Trek Movie that basically showcases the work that this person has done. This is absolutely beautiful. I love this. 
Yeah, so if you go to Trek Movie, you'll see it there. They have a link uh, to this guy's video, and his name is Jeff Collard, and uh, he built a bridge of the Enterprise D. I mean, it's crazy, and he takes you on a tour of it, a slow tour throughout the whole bridge. I was like, what kind of space did he have that he could build a whole bridge on? And the more I'm watching this video, I'm like, there's something strange going on here. First of all, the camera is moving really slow and in a weird way through the bridge. It's like, it's not like this flow of if you're walking around with your camera, it just kind of like moves a little, then turns a little to the left and moves a little. It's like a little odd. And before the show, Dan, you were saying you started to get like wonder what's happening because of the shadows. There was something about the shadows that was giving something away to you. Yeah, there was just something a little off. Felt a little strange about this video. And I, I feel like we shouldn't give away the the secret of this bridge. Uh, all I'm going to say is definitely watch the video right through to the very end to kind of see what this guy has done. And, and it's impressive. It's very cool. But yeah, you'll, you'll definitely see something is a little off as the camera moves around the bridge. Yeah, and it really looks like the bridge of the Enterprise-D. I mean, it's almost near perfect, if not perfect. And I kept thinking as I was watching this, I was like, I, I want to build a bridge like this. I don't have the room in my house to sit in a big bridge. But I think it would be so great because I would want that to be like my movie theater room. I was going to say, wouldn't that make an amazing theater room? That would be so yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, it would just be like you sit in the captain's chair with some popcorn and some soda and kick back and you're watching a movie, maybe a Star Trek movie or Picard or Discovery or something on this view screen. Ah, that would be awesome. That would be great. I, I bet you like Super Bowl Sunday on the bridge of the Enterprise D, like everybody wanted to be on Picard's bridge. <laughs> Yeah, so it's an interesting bridge. Check it out. Uh, check out the video. And you can also find it on YouTube. It's called Star Trek The Next Generation D Bridge Walk Around with a Twist. And hey, the twist is not lime and it's not lemon. Okay, we'll, we'll keep the secret, Dan. We'll keep the secret like you said. But I need to show my wife this because she would appreciate it for other reasons. Because she has done things like this with a twist. <laughs> hmm, very cool but now I have a bridge <laughs> okay well before we bring Carly on I did want to ask you something Dan because I was thinking the other day you know if I were CBS you know what would I be doing with the the franchise and it's not necessarily what I would do but I could try to get in the minds of CBS of what they might do and I was thinking about this new series Strange New Worlds with Pike number one and Spock and I thought if this series really takes off which I think it will we could see three, four, five seasons of this. And each season's about 13, 15 episodes. And I thought, well, I can see executives sitting around saying, you know, we really need to take advantage of these characters that everybody knows and love, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. And we've seen the success of this series with Pike and Una, who's number one, her name's Una, and Spock, Let's keep Spock around and bring in Kirk and McCoy and do a Kirk, Spock, and McCoy series because the J.J. Abrams movies are long dead at this point. They're not making more any of them anymore. 
So let's take advantage of this. And so I wondered, you know, of course, they'd have to recast them. It wouldn't be Chris Pine, and Zachary Quinto and such. But, you know, they could bring them in to maybe the last half of the season of Strange New Worlds or continue Strange New Worlds with Pike leaving and Kirk taking over as captain of the ship and play that out for a while. I'm not saying I want this necessarily. I mean, I would definitely take it. But I just thought I have a funny feeling that something like that will probably happen. And I'm just wondering if how you would feel about that. Hmm. I, I do find it interesting. I like that the show is called Strange New Worlds, which kind of does, I suppose, open it up to not just being about Pike and his crew. Like it's not Star Trek Pike or something like that. It's it's a little bit more broad as far as how it could be branded. I personally would not necessarily want to see this. Now, of course, if they did it, I'd watch it and probably very much enjoy it. But to me, I'm enjoying Star Trek branching out and doing new and different things. And even though like a Pike series is going to feel familiar and they've said it kind of harkens back to classic style of Star Trek storytelling, it's still a part of Star Trek history we haven't really seen before and done a lot in. I like Spock, Kirk, and McCoy. I like that triad, but we've seen a lot of them in various forms over the years. And especially you and I are very familiar, of course, with the Star Trek novels, which has, I don't know, hundreds of novels set during that five-year mission period. I'm, I'm kind of like... Let's move on. Let's let's do new and different things. But that said, I could see them doing what you're suggesting here as well. Yeah, because I think they would see this as a great marketing opportunity. Hey, watch the new Star Trek with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. And, you know, for example, like my parents, if I say Star Trek, they think Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. You know, there's a lot of people out there that that's Star Trek to them because they're not big Star Trek fans, but they're familiar with it. And, you know, with the seasons being so short... You could do several seasons with those three, and I'm talking Scotty and Yohora and all them too, but you know, you could do a Star Trek series that takes place before the five-year mission. So you don't have to go and say, oh, this is a reimagining or this is a different timeline. You could do like the first year or two before maybe they go on their five-year mission and do five seasons of that because a 13-episode season could represent just a few months and you could do three seasons that all take place in the first year or in one year. Or you go to the other side of things and you do year four and five of their five-year mission. You complete that out and maybe have it follow up after the animated series and 13 episodes represent one half of a year, another 13 represent the other half. So I'm just thinking they could probably do something like that. But uh, yeah, like you, I would watch it. And the more I think about it, the more excited I get. Like, I think it actually would be pretty cool. I do feel like we'll probably see a young Kirk on the bridge of the Enterprise with Pike there. Like he shows up like a Wesley Crusher and says, <laughs> oh, this is cool. Can I push this button? And Pike's like, get off my bridge. See, I would like them to try and restrain themselves from doing that, but I they probably won't be able to help themselves at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I do think we'll see some characters from the original series appear on Strange New Worlds. Maybe it's Sulu, maybe it's Uhura, maybe it's Scotty, you know, McCoy. It could be any of them. Yeah, I could definitely see that. 
for sure. Well, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and talk to Carly about what it's like to be, you know, a recent graduate of high school going to college and being a big Star Trek fan. So hi, Carly. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome to Positively Trek. We're happy to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, well, I'm so glad to talk to you. Everyone, this is Carly McDonald. She's a recent graduate of high school, big Star Trek fan. I assume I can use the term big yes. when I say you're a Star Okay, good. You're a big Star Trek fan. So, hey, how does it feel to graduate high school? Well, I mean, it's that I finally did it. Like, I'm getting out of here kind of mood. But also, like, quarantine, it's like I kind of miss it at the same time, if you know what I mean. Because I was so excited, like, at the beginning of senior year. Yes, I'm going to go to Ember Riddle. I'm going to lie on the Daytona Beach. I'm going to not see a winter until December. And then I'm just going to go back to Daytona Beach. But now I've been, like, stuck at home. And so I missed out on all the memories I could have made with my friends because quarantine, self-isolation, coronavirus, all that. It's definitely a, a bizarre year, I guess, especially for oh, yeah. it being your senior year. Yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter is 18. She just graduated high school. And the same thing. It's like, you know, her last month and a half or whatever of high school was here at home. And now they're doing prom at the end of July. They're actually having their graduation ceremony, the commencement in end of July. And we're still hoping all that still happens. But yeah, it's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah. So our school had like a senior parade and we just like drove around town in our cars and we also had like an online graduation and I actually wrote a speech that was inspired by Star Trek. So <laughs> there's one for the podcast. Um, yeah, that's what our school did, but they're also committed to having an in-person prom and graduation to ensure that we don't miss out. And I'm like really grateful for that. Wow. So you wrote a speech that's about Star Trek for your senior online, whatever, graduation type celebration or whatever, right? Yeah, I did. It's called Trusting the Wind and it's based off this quote from the first Enterprise episode, you can't be afraid of the wind, learn to trust it. And that just resonated with me. And so I wrote the speech and then I uploaded it to my Instagram TV. So it's on there if people want to watch it. But it was talking about, hey, you can't be afraid of the wind. Like you got to face this. And while coronavirus happens, we can't change that. But like just face it and move on. Wow, that's great. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. That's really cool. I love that, you know, you've taken these lessons from Star Trek and, you know, there's, it's not just one lesson here and there. There's all kinds of things from Star Trek that fit these various situations. So I love that that inspired you. So speaking of being inspired, how did you even get into Star Trek? I, I, I'm just very curious because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I have an 18-year-old daughter, even a 16-year-old daughter, and it feels like a lot of her their friends that I meet, they don't even really know what Star Trek is or whatever. And I'm just curious how you got into Star Trek and how you found it. So that actually started with my dad in the fifth grade. He was like, hey, come here. I want you to watch a little bit of this. And I was like, all right, sure, whatever. And it was The Trouble with Tribbles. Classic episode made me laugh. And I was like, this show is actually pretty great. Is there more? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's more. And so... From there, I watched the entire original series, and that was, like, the most appropriate one since I was um, 10 years old. Yeah, that was in, like, spring 2013. And then I remember when my dad and mom were like, all right, you want to skip one day of school and go watch Star Trek Into Darkness? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so funny because that's 
similar to what I do with my daughters. They saw the Troubled Tribbles. That was the first one. And they used to say, Dad, play it again, play it again. And they'd watch it again and again, but then they never wanted to watch the others. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good episode. It's a classic. And I watched it like 15 times between fifth and sixth grade. Now, do you have a Tribble? Yes, I have a pink one. And it was lying around my room somewhere. And it had the thing to make it vibrate, you know, from the animated series. That's why it was pink. I don't know where it went, but I had it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you better find it because it's going to multiply. You're going to have tons oh, of yeah. triples soon. <laughs> well, if it's the pink one from the animated series, it just gets really fat. So That's true, yeah. Until it explodes into a million triples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the other episode my daughters liked was the animated series one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Captain Kirk. Someday I'll learn. Yep. And the big triple in his chair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So now, okay, so that's pretty cool. So did you watch the other series since the original now? That was in fifth grade, but have you gone and watched any other Star Trek? I watched some of Next Generation, and then I watched all of Enterprise, and then I watched Discovery and Picard with my parents, like, when they came out. So, like, I was really excited when Discovery and Picard got announced. I was like, hey, I can finally watch Star Trek, like, when it comes out. Since I was a 2002 baby, I was born in the middle of Enterprise, and then... Obviously, I couldn't watch Enterprise when I was like two years old. You wouldn't have remembered it if you did. So. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have at all. <laughs> so I was in high school in the 80s, and I felt like most people knew of Star Trek, and I knew of people who were, you know, some of my other friends that kind of like Star Trek or were into it. I really wasn't that big into it. I kind of was. but And Dan went to high school in the 90s. And Star Trek was really big then because all, you know, Next Generation and Voyager and Deep Space Nine were on and stuff. But for you, I'm just curious, when, like in your fifth grade and when you're going to middle school and high school, did any of your friends know what Star Trek was? They'd seen like the new movies, like the Kelvin timeline, but that was pretty much the extent of it. I have friends now that have seen like other Star Treks and actually know what I'm talking about half the time, but. I, I, my experience when I was in a high school was definitely, uh, it was kind of an uncool thing. And I kept it under wraps a bit because, you know, oh, that's a nerdy thing. I feel like it's a little bit more accepting atmosphere now for, you know, those kind of interests and stuff in high school. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there's new ones being produced, so it's not like, oh, it's that old show from the 60s type of vibe. And like, uh, I have a roommate already, and she loves Enterprise too. And we got our third friend host on Enterprise. And so we have like this Enterprise quote watch party group. And, like, we don't Netflix party it. We just, all right, let's watch this episode this day and then, like, talk about it at night at, like, 12 in the morning <laughs> because that's when we're all free. And so we have a little quote-quote club and we have plans to do marathons at our school. And then I met this other guy who likes Enterprise and he's an international student, so that really shows the reach of Star Trek. And then he got me this sticker from Redbubble, and it's like the Enterprise mission patch, and it's absolutely adorable. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I, I love that. It's, it's You're almost being kind of a Star Trek yeah. evangelist. You're spreading the, the word of Star <laughs> yeah. Trek. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, how so many of your friends are into Star Trek Enterprise. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Enterprise is one of my favorites. Oh, and I did get another guy hooked on it. And I was like, and he texted me the other day and he was like, oh, Enterprise is actually really good. And I was like, yes, it is. You've just been missing out, dude. But like, I'm trying to spread it to my friends because it's part of who I am. Enterprise is probably my favorite series if I had to pick one. 
uh, it's severely, in my opinion, underrated. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, like, I get more people hooked on it so we can have watch parties at Riddle. You know, the, and when Enterprise came out, I remember watching it when it was new and so many fans were refusing to watch it because they thought, oh, you know, Star Trek should go forward and it's going back in time and all that. So it's really great to hear that. And like you said, now you're going to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University and you'll probably like get together with all your friends and just continue watching and you'll spread the Enterprise love throughout the university. Yeah, hopefully that's the goal. But like, also, I have a really good group to watch Star Trek with. One, like I said, one of them's my roommate, and so we're just gonna be sitting in our room, like sitting under a blanket or under the bed or something. I don't even know, watching Enterprise on our laptops. That's so great. So, are you looking forward to college? Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Like I've already planned to have Enterprise marathons. Uh, I plan to race a guy up five flights of stairs. I don't know how well that's gonna go, but I hope it goes okay. I feel like it's a school where we're all nerds because I saw something that was like at orientation, some guy was talking and then he goes, oh, look, there's a plane. And so everyone looks up because most of the students are, in my experience, what I've seen, aeronautical science, pilotry like me, or aerospace engineering. So it's a highly specialized STEM school. It doesn't have that many humanities majors, so you know that like most of these kids are going to come from a science-y background and be interested in science. Hence, maybe they'll like Star Trek, which is about like future science. So what are you planning to study in school? Are you want to be uh, a pilot or, or an engineer type or what? I'm curious. So currently I'm enlisted as an aeronautical science major, which just means I'm going to be a flight student on track to be a pilot of some sort. I've liked flight and aviation since I was little, even before I liked Star Trek. When I was like two years old, I like read books on planes. I read the safety manuals, which really shows how nerdy I am. And <laughs> like who reads safety manuals? And then like going in, when I visited Embry-Riddle, I was like, wow, this is a really nice school. And I definitely want to go here. So I applied, got in as an aeronautical science major, which is, I heard like one of the most popular majors. And so I was like, I might as well try and get into this now because if it's really popular, my admissions counselor also said it's easier to get out of aeronautical science than it is to get into aeronautical science. And so the other major I'm considering is aerospace engineering, which is just like building the stuff instead and getting my private pilot's license on the side. So those are the, like the two things I'm interested in. And Star Trek, kind of, kind of maybe, I guess, because like I said, I've been interested in flight since I was little, but also I remember re-watching the Enterprise episode First Flight, which is, in my opinion, the best one ever made. And I was thinking, wow, we are like on the edge of developing warp drive. And so like we could develop a program similar to the NX program. I want to be in on that. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah, I've heard a lot of reaction to that episode, kind of like it being Star Trek's take on the right stuff kind of thing. And I yeah I, I love that that one's inspired a lot of people because it it has that feeling of like yeah we could be close to this like it really connects us to that world of Star Trek. Yeah, it's funny cuz I started off in aerospace engineering when I went to college but then I didn't keep with that I switched to broadcasting which is kind of a big switch but I've always been interested in that but obviously you're interested in ships too because you built an enterprise. Tell us about that. So it was a birthday gift 
like fifth grade going on sixth grade and my I guess I don't exactly remember I was little but my dad and I built it in the basement on a table downstairs and I accidentally screwed up one of the decals but only one of the decals so it's this beautiful little glow-in-the-dark original series enterprise model and it used to hang on my ceiling then it fell and so like every night until it fell it would be glowing on the ceiling while I texted around my friends at midnight Okay, but the the ship is okay now, even though it fell. Oh right? yeah, she's fine. I caught her before she fell. Wow, you're just like Kirk. You know, you saved the Enterprise. <laughs> I saved the Enterprise. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm more like Archer. My roommate and I have a joke that I'm Archer and she's Paul. Oh, and why is that? Is she more logical? She's okay. She is. Uh, so I'm Archer. She's Paul, and our third friend is Trip. Trip, quote quote, is an engineering major. I'm the quote impulsive flight student who you know, Archer, um, and also really like dogs. Sadly, I don't have one. And then she's like the logical level-headed one who's like, you know, this is like kind of an easier solution. I remember I was talking to her and she was like, there's an easier solution. You could have just put your AirPods in. And I was like, well, that would have made sense. Just make sure she doesn't eat with her hands because Vulcans <laughs> don't eat with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you got to find out if uh, Embry-Riddle has a water polo team or you're not quite that much I like Archer. Don't... I'm not that much like Archer. I don't think they do. I know they have a pool. Mm. Well, maybe your other friend can get you some catfish, and you guys can have that on Friday <laughs> yeah. nights while you're watching Enterprise. I actually don't know if she likes catfish. She's from the north and trips from the south, but, I mean, she's an engineer. Therefore, yep, she would be trip because of the engineering part of it, for sure. Yeah. Now, what about Discovery? What did you like about Discovery? I loved how it was like, all right, let's sit down and binge this show. Because to me, it was impossible to wait for the next one. I'd be like, all right, it's Tuesday. Let's watch Discovery. It's not on until 8. And yeah, well, I can just sit here and wait. And it's just like back-to-back storylines that keep you entertained and keep you going. Especially season two. It was like one whole story arc. So it reminded me of the Enterprise Zindi arc, which I love. Like, I love sitting down and having episodes that all disconnect with each other. And so that just got me hooked on it. And like, I like the characters. They all seem like nice people. They're all cool. Um, it's Star Trek. So how can you not like it? But And then what do you like about Picard? I really liked Picard because it also had the storyline feature. Like, all right, back to back stories. Let's go. And plus, it's Picard. He's like iconic. He puts the I in iconic. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen all of uh, the next generation. So do you want to go back and see all those? Yes, I do. I think I'm going to end up watching it with one of my friends at Embry-Riddle because he just finished it and he's down for a rewatch. So. Oh, excellent. So you haven't seen Deep Space Nine or Voyager yet, I'm assuming. No, but I also should. Um, I know, bad Star Trek fan, but... Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, you got to keep studying. You got to get your work done, right? Yeah, studying <laughs> and applying for scholarships, applying for jobs because Riddle ain't cheap. Um but yeah, I'm I'm going to eventually watch Deep Space Nine and Voyager. I remember when I was younger, checking out a DVD, and it was like all the triple episodes that had been made. And so Trials and Tribulations from Deep Space Nine was on it. And I watched that and I was laughing, even though I had no idea who these characters were or like what this show was. And I just remember one of them going, but that's James Kirk. And I was like, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I actually envy you that you haven't watched those yet because you get to watch them for the first time, which, you know, we will never be able to do again. So that's pretty cool. I, I'm assuming you really like the Short Treks one with the triples, too. 
Oh yeah, that made me laugh. Like the girl just going, well, he was kind of an idiot at the end when she's in front of all the Starfleet Command senior officers. Yes, I love that one too. My other daughter says all she can hear is Bob's Burgers because the guy that's in is, you know, some Bob's Burgers. But all right, well, I, I think it's really cool that like you're all into Star Trek and uh, yeah, I mean, you could be the one of the people involved in creating warp drive for us in the future. Please, in that, do transporters too, because I don't like to sit in traffic. <laughs> okay, I'm not Emery Erickson or anyone, but I will try. Maybe my engineering friends can do it. I don't know if I'm going to stay with aeronautical science or aerospace engineering, but maybe I'll be Archer. Maybe I'll end up as Trip. Maybe I'll be a combination of both. That would be cool. I I feel like we're going to get some great things from you because <laughs> of you. this, you know, inspiration you've taken from Star Trek and the desire to make the world a better place, I think, comes along with that. So it, it yeah. makes me hopeful that the world is in the hands of young people like you. Thank you. Hopefully we're going to do good things with it. Hopefully I see Warp Drive developed in my lifetime. There have been so many space things related that it's, it's going to hit a boom and I want to be part of that boom. Oh man. Now I'm excited. I have, I hope I live long enough to see that. <laughs> you can live long and prosper to see space the final frontier finally getting explored. Here, here. Absolutely. Yes. So, well, hopefully we see you at a Star Trek convention one day. That would be cool. We can meet you. Heck yeah. Like, I don't know how that's going to work on a student budget, but maybe in like 20 years or something when I'm, making money as a pilot or an aerospace engineer and don't have to rely on my parents. Hey, can we go to a Star Trek convention when we live in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, you can just go yourself. You're like, I've got the money. I'll buy the plane ticket and just go. And then we'll see you there in 20 years. Well, Dan and I will still be there. Absolutely. And you might be an aerospace engineer who's actually giving a panel there talking about the new developments towards the warp drives. So That would be awesome. Me and my two friends, Archer and Tripp, or no, to Paul and Trip. Sorry, we're just giving a panel or something while in Enterprise uniforms because we were we were actually talking about that one day. Like, what if we made Enterprise uniforms? And Trip was like, "Well, I can sew," and I was like, "Please, pretty please, can we do that for Halloween?" Well, Carly, thanks for coming on the show. And if people want to follow you online, where can they follow you? My Instagram is just my name, C A R L Y M C D O N A L D, and then like my Twitter is Carly M C D S same spelling on Carly. Same for like TikTok. <laughs> I have one Star Trek TikTok on my account. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us and thanks for everyone for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And Dan, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. That's just Star Trek backwards. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Productions. All right. And uh, we'll see you all next week on Positively Trek, so uh, stay positive out there, everyone. See ya. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.